0: Uh, But I also realized that uh, I can't yet die because I have friends who uh, rely on me and my family. And and, uh, my thought since fifth grade has always been that I can't uh, kill myself because otherwise my parents will think, what will they think if their their, uh, son committed suicide? I can't do that to them. So that was since fifth grade, I've been always, uh, that has kept me alive basically. Uh, But I realized that uh, I was very uh, judgmental on myself and self-destructive on my eating, on my behavior, uh, But I realized that I need to change something.
1: Aloha, our beautiful listeners and viewers. My name is Krista Rolaksmedittan coming to you from beautiful San Diego, California. And welcome to our Abundance in Action podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, um, this time again from beautiful Estonia, And uh, he is a very special man. His name is Harry Parker, and he has many talents. The basis to it all was probably already built in Noh Gymnasium and later in Thailand's University of Technology. And one of them is uh, to be a mechanical engineer to solve problems, to iron out even the smallest of details. He knows the complexity of machines inside out. He's also a project leader at work and does his best to be the best to support everyone to thrive at work and produce the best results. And last year, Harry participated in the WildFit 90-day challenge and shortly after became a WildFit coach himself. This changed so much in him and his life that boosted his life to another level. Not only did he get the new car and bought his own apartment, but also got another level at his mechanical engineering work, but also started his own company on the side. In addition to all that, he was also featured in the local TV in Estonia, where he talked about WildFit. The cherry on top of the cake became also his new girlfriend, who he found actually at the WildFit dinner. So to say, WildFit had a ripple effect to the overall well-being and his life on every level. Welcome, Hari. Happy to be here. Yeah. So um, to start this uh, beautiful conversation uh, off, I know that you have a very interesting morning ritual and as we have lots of high performance visit visiting our podcast what's your morning rituals or morning um, routine like what did you do this morning
0: uh my every morning i usually wake up uh uh 6 six thirty, 30 and i mostly first of all like i have set routine i have a glass of water so that i can a little bit of hydration and then i actually go to the toilet then i actually weigh myself after that, I have my meditation, usually like 15 minutes or something like that. I sometimes do guided meditation or sometimes just follow some um, meditation music. Uh, I have uh, started doing five Tibetan rites as exercise before the shower. Uh, then I have a nice back breakfast, usually like uh, some or uh, bacon or the same Alka geyser that I'm drinking all the time. Uh, and after that, I'm like ready. And uh, now I've been enjoying like nice winter times and at least once a week I go to winter swimming in the morning. So to get the boost of energy in the mornings. And then usually like I start working at eight 30. So like two hours is my usual morning routine. And uh, that gives me like, um, I'm set in stone in that sense for the day to come. So that's mm-hmm. what I do every, like every morning and some mornings it will be less, uh, less of the, those things depending on what is on the schedule. But that's what I try to do every week and every day.
1: Yeah, so Estonia is very known of not only for our saunas, but also that winter swimming, which is like hugely popular recently. Can you just tell the viewers uh, why is this good and how does that work? Like, you know, how much is the water temperature? What's the outside temperature? What's the deal with it? Like you jump in and then what?
0: Today was an interesting day because we had minus 14 outside and a little bit windy. So, and the water is like around zero because it, uh, like, you have to kick the ice away and then the ice will come back quite shortly. So, you have to make, like, when you go there, you might need to make a hole a bit. And then you go in. I usually stay like one minute, two minutes in, uh, depending on how how long I can stand for it. And then you come out, try yourself up, put clothes on, or go to, a, if you have sun options, then you do that as well. And mostly it is for cold exposure. And like everybody knows uh, or have heard a little bit about the Iceman Wim off. Uh, He's very proponent about cold exposure. The reason for that is that when we are stressing our body a little bit, then that makes our uh, cells actually want to uh, revitalize again and want to uh, uh, rebuild and repair. And because cold is not such a drastic measure, then actually we we don't break completely down, but at the same time we are stimulating new growth and that actually changes our skin uh, skin cells. It will start also our uh, other organism and uh, Basically, our uh, immune system will uh, get like a, a kick in the balls to start working, and but there is actually no like danger. But it's still we are making it work, and therefore it uh, is very good for your, your health and your like energy levels, and also like you in general like a lot of people have built it, uh, start doing it is uh, good for not getting ill anymore or just having more uh, composure and also better skin and and uh, energy.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely boosting your immune system too. Yes.
0: Because yeah. uh, I have, uh, there, like many people, like there's a, I think nowadays, like the question do you get like viruses when you're doing interesting? You can get them, but probably your body is much more capable of handling them. And therefore you are like, will have a very, very slight course of it and you don't you don't get that like drastically ill anymore. And for me, like sometimes as well, like in, in autumn time, like you might feel that something might be coming up but uh, if nothing comes up really, so that I will peel for a day or so, like sometimes you have a sniffle, but that's kind of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, myself, I used to do this uh, cold swimming um, in many places, even in Norway for uh, some period of time. And then of course, when I lived so long time in the tropics, I got very spoiled with very warm water. But last year here in San Diego, I started to also go in. Of course, it's nothing to compare to Estonian temperatures. But after it got really kind of cooler and we have really strong cold winds here, I decided to actually start just like uh, cold morning showers and also do the showers, um, like uh, alternate the warm and cold before going to bed. To help with the sleep and that was um, also a really nice new tool which has helped to better my sleep in so many ways too.
0: Yes when we are body temperature lowers it is good for our sleep and at the same time like uh, alternating it actually also it, it gives the stress and then re- releases it so we're not overexposing and, and also the warm is a little bit stressful and balancing that out uh, gives your body a, a signals to actually work.
1: hmm So, uh, you have quite an interesting uh, background. Um, You are in mechanical engineering, and um, I don't know much about engineering, but for me, as like on the sideline, it feels like so far out there. It, it's like almost like unreachable thing. Like, I, I don't know exactly what, you know, engineers uh, do per se, but it feels very complicated and very like um, yeah, oftentimes also that, okay, these people are so rational. I don't even know if I can like uh, uh, have the ability to talk to them, you know. <laughs> uh, but you have proven completely the opposite. Um, I know that that's probably hasn't been that all the all the time. But we met each other actually through uh, the Wild Fit Challenge, which I just uh, recently uh, went through with you as one of the main coaches um, uh, in the uh, quantum shift group. So and I have got to know you and you are such a heartwarming uh, person and you're such a good coach and you have also ability to listen and be a good uh, empath and be there for people to create that safe environment. But can you um, just tell us a little bit more about that mechanical engineering? How did you even came up to that? And and then, like, you know, what what do you, like, love and enjoy about that work? And how is it you help the world through mechanical engineering?
0: (laughs) Uh... For me, like uh, it kind of, uh, like everything happens. Uh, also, like I followed my brother through all the schools and then I ended up in mechatronics in Italian University of Technology. And uh, studying mechatronics, my, my plan was to start building robots and uh, auto- autonomous things and all that parts. But uh, I actually worked in the laboratory for electronics a little bit because in mechatronics, you learn mach- me- mechanics, electronics and uh, programming and IT for, for all of this. So to combine all the sectors together and then when I was uh, when we finished bachelor, one of my coursemates and my dear friend actually founded a company that was supposed to do a home automation and mechatronic project. Uh, however, when we uh, uh, we needed some like programs and uh, licensing and stuff like that, we also see that those things can be used for more specific areas like mechanical engineering. And we were uh, lucky, or uh, just when when we asked for it, we received. Uh, talking about abundance, then when we think that how we can serve, uh, we found an uh, amazing client that uh, wanted some mechanical engineering work just for designing and uh, uh, drafting uh, different elements. Then uh, we started doing that. And because that was a very stable workflow, we started expanding on that side. And the mechatronic part uh, has been more on a sideline, but nowadays it's coming back again on different projects and doing more automation. And, like, at the moment, uh, uh, the company work uh, work for, Inzero, actually, there's been news in Estonia now that uh, we are actually working, uh, de- making a mechanical design for a camera that's gonna be part of the new NASA mission to, coo- uh, to the moon. Uh, so, that uh, we are part of uh, making the camera enclosure for it, or designing it, actually. So, that's like, where we have reached from uh, starting from like just drafting traf- drawings, by now actually designing things that co- are going to the moon uh, in two years. So that's uh amazing uh, part of it. But like me as um, uh, what I do mostly is uh, uh, bulk handling material ma- ma- materials, uh, conveyors and stuff like that. So if you imagine like in airport you have those conveyors that tra- uh, transport your luggage, basically designing those kind of things. Or but I'm doing it for like metal. Uh, uh, or travel or stuff like that in the mining industry, but basically the same principle. Some mechanical elements need to move. Some things need to stay still, and make sure that everything works in conjunction with others. And so that's part what uh, I'm mostly involved with. And uh, I've been not doing it for like eight years or even more. And uh, I love the details in it. I, I've noticed that in some cases, like uh, like bigger projects, or sometimes can be tiring. But then when you uh, actually finalize something or you f- figure out an idea and make sure that uh, you accomplish it, then that process is amazing. And today, actually, uh, I had a task that was, I, because now I'm a project leader and a team leader, I'm not doing that much engineering myself. But there was a task that I wasn't, like, we haven't done it so many times. And then it was a question, like, what's the most time efficient to do? Then I actually took it as a learning opportunity for others and I did it myself in like 47 minutes and I lot, let others watch how I was doing so they can learn from it. And that's what I actually love about this uh, recently the most is actually the coaching part. And that comes where it comes in my wife with coaching that I have learned it when I uh, uh, studied for that. And it actually helps me to be a better mechanical engineer, especially as a team leader and the project leader, because as a leader, your job is to uh, get the most out of your um, uh, team members not to do the best work yourself, but to allow them to do the best work. And for that, you actually need to coach them and make sure that they are well taken care of so they can shine. And that uh, definitely learning how to coach whilst it actually has helped me to how to coach people in general. So that has definitely been part of that.
1: So now you also shared with me some stories uh, from your school years that it wasn't always, you know, paradise and easy and mm-hmm. so on. And knowing that background and also topic connected to that, um, it, of course, uh, has made you so much stronger, but also it is still a problem for so many people um, in the world. So can you say some words about uh, maybe you even have some stories you you want to share about um, how was it to grow up as a young man and what challenges did you face?
0: Uh, yeah, it's a little bit touchy topic as, as our history of me are, but at uh, the same time, as, as I explained to you as well, I'm willing to talk about it because I see it so much benefit benefits from it. Uh, because for my, my story, basically since basically since like second or third grade, I was kind of pushed away. Uh, nobody like I, I didn't have many friends because I lived like five kilometers away from th- like the village that I went to school for. So I didn't like hang out after school and. And I've always been a little bit gifted with my knowledge and uh, ability to do, solve, especially rational problems, maths, physics, all that part. And therefore, my uh, I didn't get so many friends, and like even like not want to dance with me on like class evenings and stuff like that, which uh, left me a huge mark my whole life until this summer when I finally like I uh, started dealing with those things. And uh, when I went to the basic seventh grade, I kind of was bullied constantly for two and a half years. And uh, that was a struggle for myself. And like, when I see about people talking about being bullied and, and how it has affected their life, then for me, somehow it didn't change me. I still kept to be my composure that everything has to be correct based on rules. And I always liked it. But at the same time, I always wanted to help others. And for me, those dynamics that happen in like uh, in teenagers or child children, I didn't, I didn't get them. And because for me, I didn't go to kindergarten, so I didn't have that social upbringing with other kids. I uh, I had like neighbors to play with, but mostly I played in my own sandbox, literally. And uh, what I realized that, uh, like, what I realized later now, that I didn't understand the dynamics. For me, like it was very weird that when we went on a bus, then all the girls wanted to stay in the opening of the where the door is and let other boys sitting in the first row uh, pull pull their hair and stuff like that. And which I understand is normal in that age. But for me, it's like, why would they look to do it? And actually, I put the effort in to make sure that I get the first row seat so that they can't be bullied because I didn't like that behavior. But at the same time, then the girls found the other way how to get harassed, in my opinion. But for some reason, that's how we are uh, our, our upbringing is. And for me, it was such a, like, in some sense, traumatic that, like, I didn't like it. And I, when I went to the high school then, after all that uh, problems that I had, I actually had um, somewhat a mantra or for myself that, I don't really need to socialize very well because I'm anyway smarter than them. So they have to come to me anyway. And that of course has led me uh, struggling with friends in my real life uh, afterwards in university time and when work life, because uh, when I started believing that, that meant every time somebody talks to me, I often of course go to the thought that what do they need from me? Because that's the only reason why they should talk to me. And and that part was actually quite uh, difficult to pass. And also like the summertime when I had done the Wild Fit, I got my health in order body, physically, but also it helped my mental health. And I was able to finally clear those blocks, clear those beliefs that I had and actually change my life around. And that's why Fit has given me such a rapid cascade effect of development, because I was able to deal with things that I had in the past so much and what what for me like and now when I'm looking it back and uh, probably in this January actually was first time I was able to believe in myself that I wouldn't change my story because the way I I grew up is the reason why I am who I am because I never allowed anybody to change my opinion uh, to make me believe their opinions or like because on the first year of Suncrate they told me that oh we will have a week and then we will make you compliant to our ways and they said that no that's not going to happen and it took two and a half years for them to give up but i didn't change and when people like when they're talking about how they were bullied and how it was so lowering the self-esteem and all that part for me it's probably still unconscious a little bit but consciously i've always been better i always fought back i always didn't like allow anybody to uh mutter uh, push me too, too down because i always uh, rose up and just walked away i didn't care and uh and it also comes from the fact that I haven't been very forthcoming with my, uh, uh, wanting to be living because probably since fifth grade, I have had uh, suicidal thoughts, uh, basically because I didn't fit in the life. I didn't fit in the, the world where we live in because for me, it was weird. I, I couldn't fit in and that meant that I didn't have nothing to lose. So in every situation I went in, what was the worst thing that can happen? Usually when we have is the uh, fear of death. And for me, that was, would have been a relief. So I went on every situation knowing that if whatever happens, I will be coming out anyway because, yeah, if I die, I die. Who cares? I don't care. And it was so much easier to go through of life. But at the same time, I, I realized that uh, I might be more risk-taking in like thriving because of that. Now, because my life is more in order and I don't have that thought anymore that I, I don't want to live anymore. And therefore, my, my problem, my behavior has been better a little bit, but I still don't fear death in that sense because uh, it's all part of the universe in some sense. And I recently watched a video called The Egg or the story of the egg, that we are all part of the same uh, cycle that when we die, we, uh, then we reincarnate and actually everybody, living person is actually the same person in the same egg, which was an interesting conception. And for me, like, yeah, I, I don't care what happens to my physical body in that sense. And because I don't have so much responsibility at the moment, because I don't have a family yet, and uh, probably, if that happens, then uh, my viewpoint will change. But this has allowed me to take everything on without a worry. And uh, that also, what I've noticed is when I've been in that po- point myself, I can uh, hear others talking their troubles. And then, in some sense, like compared to what I thought about myself, those troubles are so uh, uh, like meaningless in some sense that. I'm able to support them through it because I've been always very good at supporting others, uh, even in high school and also university time, and now especially in work life. I have found to be a very good uh, girlfriend for uh, uh, different uh, friends of mine because uh, I do listen to them and I'm very good at it. And uh, but that, that also meant that I didn't find a girlfriend for myself because uh, I never like I was in some sense friend zone so often because they were happy to have a friend. Who can listen to them because they can't talk to other people. Yeah, they can talk to their girlfriends, but uh, it's very difficult. You can't find a male person that can understand them so well. And also to reflect what men will do, because uh, I have a a friend that often comes to me like having discussions about men or about life. And uh, uh, it also seems that like I'm kind of one of the few or or only person she can be open with it because I don't charge and I, I listen. And that skill is actually. I've been doing for a for a long time because I, I loved always to talk about talking, but uh, when I was talking, I instinctively talked about myself and never about them because I liked uh, liked myself in that sense that I I wouldn't have a problem talk like eight hours straight about myself, and uh, especially to the strangers because then it's all new and you can just let uh, let it flow. But it also allowed me that I was ne- I was never judged. I never like uh, tried to explain them. Uh, what they should do. I only explain them why they are doing what they're doing because I uh, my brain somehow is more logical, and that's why I'm a good engineer as well. That I can see the reasons why people are thinking the way they are, especially when they're talking. I can uh, spot the patterns. I can spot the, the thoughts there, and that's also why uh, probably the coaching as a profession and as a passion was so close to the heart to me because I, I'm I was doing that daily before, but now I actually have the tools to do it properly and. Uh, even better and serve more people because of that. And like I, especially nowadays when I've been wild fit coach and when I talk to people about my wild fit and uh, like other problems, then uh, they do. Re- they also often comment that I should be just a general coach or like a space holder, like uh, the holding space and uh, being there for people. And so my my journey there like has been a f- like full of ups and downs. Mostly a lot of down, and uh, last year a lot of up. But what I realized that, like, I wouldn't be the person who I am without those struggles, because my confidence of staying myself, even though I didn't uh, thought that I deserve anything because uh, everybody pushed me away and they didn't want to hang with me or they don't want to be my friends. And, and I even realized uh, last summer, uh, 2019, that uh, I was never good enough for anything because my father kept telling me that, uh, uh, that uh, everything can be done better. And then last summer when he said, that, oh, it, uh, when we did something in the garden with my brother, he said, that, oh, this time you have done it quite good. And, but I can't say you because, say that because otherwise you will not do it better next time. And then I realized my whole childhood why I can't accept the compliment. Because I always know myself what I can do better already. And therefore, somebody told me that was a good job. I know it wasn't because I know 10 things that I can improve already. And that's still like a little bit stuck behind my, uh, behind my ears. And, but I'm working on it to be better at that and to actually realize that yes, I am good at what I do, but it's not always easy because I already know why, how I can do better.
1: So now people who have not heard about WildFit, uh, could you tell, uh, tell us what this is, how does work, how that works and um, how maybe also your story, how you found it. And uh, once I got to also dive more into WildFit myself, um, I did also more research about you and, I saw some like, you know, social media pictures popping up when like, you know, quite many years ago uh, of you. And first I looked at the pictures and I I actually didn't recognize you because <laughs> you had changed so much like your face and everything. So um, and I know now with my own story with YFit and also many others in our group and others that. It's a very common thing that you actually, your physical body will change so much that you almost uh, may have trouble to recognize yourself. So what's your story, how you got to white fit and what is it? So if people have never heard about it.
0: Uh, probably my like physical body health. Uh, for me, a lot of times when I've been dealing with my body health, it's if, someb- I, if I have a crush on somebody, then I want to look good and I start exercising. I might eat healthier, but uh, that's, all, uh, that's never a good reason. And uh, at uh, six years ago, uh, I was like 99 or something like, uh, or even like four years ago. Um, For 90 kilograms, was my highest that I I reached. Uh, When I was a child, I was actually quite uh, underweight because I was working in the uh, dairy farm and working with animals. So you're always moving and doing stuff and lifting. And and I was always in very good shape. And I'm still in good shape because of those exercises that I did did, uh, in childhood. But at some point, I realized that I need to work something, and then I tried different uh, things like restricting myself, dieting, not eating junk food, stuff like that. But uh, it was always like a little bit joy, uh, yo-yo dieting—that you go go down a little bit, then you go up again, and all the time you feel that uh, you're restricting, and it's only like a phase or like—and that's as Wildfit always uh, says that like Wildfit is a lifestyle, not a diet, because diet is like usually meant for a short-term alteration of what you eat for some gain. But uh, they can't last forever because uh, our human consumption isn't only based on one thing all the time. And wildfitting lifestyle wise is meant so that we actually have different seasons, different cycles, what we go through so that uh, we support our body the best way. And actually, it's a li- living style. And how I come to uh, was that in 2020, January was my lowest point ever because uh, I had a breakup uh, just in 23rd of December. And uh, I realized that, again, I, I was in that relationship mostly because I, I wanted to be in a relationship because that was always starved from my life because nobody liked me in, the, in that way. So when I found the worst person in some sense who was, was willing, then I overlooked some problems that maybe uh, wasn't. And then when you get too much in deep, then you, of course you get hurt because it was uh, seen before already that it might not work out perfectly. So, But I didn't want, I didn't want to let it go because I was afraid. And as always, it is the more you're more you're clinging, and more you want something, the less you get. And then in the, in January, as I mentioned also, with my mental health and my uh, will will to live. Uh, but I also realized that uh, I can't yet die because I have friends who uh, rely on me and my family. And I and uh, my thought since fifth grade has always been that I can't. Uh, kill myself because otherwise my parents will think. What will they think if their child, their uh, son, committed suicide? I can't do that to them. So that was since fifth grade. I've been always uh, that has kept me alive basically. Uh, but I realized that uh, I was very uh, judgmental on myself and self-destructive on my eating, on my behavior. And uh, but I realized that I need to change something. And uh, in January 2020, I ended up in a master class with Eric meets and he talked about health in general, like what that we should drink plenty of water. Breathing and uh, activities and exercise, how important they are. And also he was talking about his program, Fit. And for me, it was like, yeah, what, what what it is. And because there is like a two-week test period, uh, I thought to try it out. And with those two weeks, I made such a huge changes in my thinking that I signed up for the whole uh, three months of the program. So it's a three-month program where week by week we, uh, we go through different enhancements and and see how our body uh, reacts and how our body behaves. And at some point we're taking a break from unsupportive stuffs so and taking holidays from them and uh, giving our body a break to repair and reset. And during the whole wildfed program, I released uh, 10 kilograms. Uh, eight of it was fat uh two kilograms was just chunk that's in stuck in our cut because when we don't digest properly when we have uh digestion issues it gets stuck there and you don't poop it out and that doesn't and it doesn't bode well for you so uh i had when i had released all that it was the physical reaction because my yeah, my face is uh, smaller my body is leaner and my muscles from childhood and my DNA uh, where i actually worked is still showing i yeah i'm now trying to exercise more with a uh, 5d better rights and, but I haven't been in the gym for, for almost two years now. Uh, so uh, my body is much better health. But also when your body is much better health, your mind can be better. And uh, this year in January when Eric had another masterclass, he was talking about it that the self-development is very great. There are so many great leaders out there. But often it is that if our if we don't have energy for it, if our bodies are not ready for it, if our mind is not ready for it, it's very difficult to take for it. I, had a, I went to the Tony Robbins UPW in 2019 and yeah for a couple of months it was amazing energy amazing great I'm going to do better and then yeah back to the normal life and nothing but uh, WildFit actually changed so much on me that I actually changed my life after that and that's why we call also WildFit as a lifestyle because it's not like a short-term diet it's actually how I live and uh, in the end it should, uh, it brought me food freedom where I can eat whatever I want but I want different things And also a good way to put it is that sometimes uh, when we eat something that we know we shouldn't, we feel guilty. And sometimes if we say that, okay, we don't want this at the moment because I want to release some kilos and I'm going to not eat something, then we feel regret. And those are the two feelings that we want to get rid of during the challenge, that we don't have any guilt because every experiment is a learning opportunity. And we don't want to feel regret because we know that it's not supporting our body and we don't really want it. And for me, beginning of this January, actually, there was a birthday party I went for and they offered an napoleon cake which was my childhood favorite and i just looked at it i think whole evening twice first time saying like yeah i shouldn't eat it and the second uh, time i looked at it i was like yeah, i'm going to know how it makes me feel and i don't want it anymore and that that's the big difference not the should but the want i didn't want it anymore and that uh, i realized that yeah it was a uh, almost a year later but like different foods come different th- different times when you can finally release them and let go and for me, that was, that was probably the most brightest moment. I have given up a lot of other things uh, like uh, dairy products and uh, gluten and uh, and I made peace for myself not drinking alcohol anymore. I gave up alcohol before that because I realized that I'm not drinking it on false pretenses. But I did it because I didn't want, like I said that, yeah, I'm not drinking it because I know how it makes me feel and stuff like that. But after it, I can just say I don't want it because I don't like the taste. I don't like how it makes me feel. And I can actually say I don't want it. The same with the coffee that I gave up actually in 2019 when I was in, in UPW because I went from 13 cups a day from zero with like two days uh, because uh, I realized that I can't drink that many anymore because it's not good for my health. But if I if I keep like drinking one or two cups, it's always the question like uh, which two cups am I going to drink? Is it the morning and the lunch or lunch or the afternoon? Because when we are trying to give up on something, then it's sometimes the more easier to give up uh, cold turkey. Because then we don't have a discussion with ourselves that uh, oh should we have it this time or not? But if we say that we never have it, then it's always the same. Yeah, we never never have it. We don't want it. And uh, while it has cemented those thoughts in my my brain that there are things that I don't want anymore and there are things that I do want now, which I would never thought I could be able to drink every day. One thing is my lovely green drink. So one
1: thing you you mentioned here, which I think so many people struggle, uh, uh, myself included, uh, prior while fit was, I tried so many diets, and it was always, you know, pushing through it with my willpower. And yeah, I lost some weight, and I felt a little greater and so on. But then once I slipped back into the old and uh, tried to still kind of do it with the willpower, it didn't work. And I like how the program is built up that way, that it's kind of naturally uh, giving you these experiences with your body and also mind and spirit because you are a holistic system. And then from these experiences and observations and the awareness, you actually start to uh, change and make different choices. Like when I was in the middle of it and understood like, oh my God, like, you know, they say, you are what you eat, but it's also, you know, your eating starts with the choice, what you put into your mouth or what you eat and how you eat. And that choice is for so many people, there is no consciousness in that choice or awareness. And that's where things go south, kind of.
0: Yes, because often like willpower is like a muscle. You can uh, keep it uh, strong all the time, but at some point you have to relax it. Because it it can't hold lever forever, and when we are when it really relaxes, then basically we have a feeling that oh uh, that uh, we slipped or oh, whatever whatever I can't do this diet and I'm gonna move on. And then you go get back your because a lot of diets are meant for on calorie restriction, and uh, people often talk yeah it's all about calories in calories out. No, it's not because if you take less calories in than you than you use, then that means your body will get a signal that oh we we are starving now. That means we have to slow down the metabolism so that we don't waste that much energy. We have to uh, save all every part of that because we don't know how long this lasts. And now next time you have one calorie more than you need in that day, it's immediately stored because we never know when we have a starvation again. And that's why a lot of diets actually have like cheat days um, as well so that uh, you can relax your willpower once a week. Like you have a Saturday or Sunday uh, cheat, cheat days because we can't forever be in vain. But we'll, uh, WildFit, the way it's built up week by week, is so that we make uh, make the changes in your diet, in your food, what you're eating, so that when we eat supportive stuff to our bodies, our mind is much better. And when we feel great, we don't want to lose that feeling. And therefore, when we do experiment with something that makes us not feel so good, we are also now noticing it, because the tools that the WildFit gives you and also the better health in general allows you to notice it and when you notice it then you don't want maybe go back to that and you want to enjoy that high energy high uh, best uh, the best sleep that you probably have and stuff like that and you don't want to give it up and then it's not about your willpower choosing that oh I'm, I'm not supposed to eat this you just know that you don't want it because you know the consequences it's the same place like if we eat pizza often we can take a one slice and we can eat a second slice and then in half an hour later, we feel like heavy and uh, stuffed in our stomach. But if you would, and not so comfortable, but if you would have that feeling before the first bite, would we ever take it? And that's one of the main welfare principles is, is that nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. And that's so true because at the same time, we can have amazing tastes when we're eating healthy. I make an amazing banana cream pie for my uh, different birthdays i take i take it with me so i have a nice cake to eat and others to share and people love it and that usually gets goes the first because it's healthy and it's good and we have those options but yeah it might take a little bit like five minutes extra time to make it compared to my regular things but it's worth the effort and during the wild fit we actually learn how much worth it it is because the transformation that you gain and the, and also the freedom that you got from it and uh What I also have noticed with many of my clients is that often people don't want unsupportive stuff anymore because when their body is taken care of previously, then they don't need those unsupportive stuff because they're just quick fixes that our body, like you think you need because you can't, you don't otherwise have energy or you're like wake up in the morning and you need your coffee. But if you wake up morning energized, happy, go uh, like 100%, you don't need that coffee to boost yourself. Maybe sometimes you will have it for the taste or like your ritual in the mornings, but they are just rituals. You don't, your body doesn't need it. But when you are always like feeling bad and feeling sad and like, oh, and then you wake up in the morning. And of course, you need to have that coffee because otherwise you're so drowsy. But if you wake up energized, you don't need it. And many of my clients have just stopped coffee just because they don't want it anymore, without us, me or like the program telling them to stop it, because they just don't need it anymore in their life. And often it is that like when we are giving our bodies what they need, then they don't want the stuff that they don't need.
1: Now, one of the big things with this program is, uh, which was quite a challenge uh, for me, uh, was to be- actually figure out how I can uh, switch my flip, uh, which is connected to how to, you know, get my body from burning carbohydrates and sugar into burning fat. And my flip was so like stubborn, it took like almost like three weeks. And it's um, totally understandable if all my life most of it has been going through carbohydrates and sugars then the body needs to like you know have that transition uh, period to understand like oh that's now what's happening we can actually release fat and the one key which really helped me was actually to increase the intake of healthy fats and once I did that my body understood that, okay, we have now abundance of fats, we can release the old one. And while this process started, then also, of course, all the toxins which were in those old fat cells started to like come out. They got a little rash and stuff going on. But because of you as a coach and we had other coaches as well, the group, it was really uh, easy to go through these challenges. I can't imagine doing WildFit completely alone. And um, uh, that way, also like that, uh, uh, switching the flip from carbohydrates and sugar to uh, fat burning was such a huge uh, win and take uh, takeaway for me. Mm-hmm. But um, can you also talk a little bit more about sugar because um, that's something also which really struck me as uh, someone who I totally didn't even didn't even know how addicted to sugar I was even though I didn't like eat candies and stuff every day and so on, but it's also the hidden sugars and so many ways we we get the sugar in without even knowing, and yes. that can do a lot of damage.
0: Yes. Uh, first of all, I want to stop uh, by the uh, mention of the group and the coaches. Uh, I do, I'm in opinion that uh, doing it with a coach and the group uh, is much better compared to just doing the video program because that support that you get from the group, Uh, it's amazing because one thing is me as a coach talking to you and supporting you and asking questions and uh, guiding you where how how you should look or something like that but when you have a group around you then in that case you're not alone you have other people there that are going to the same struggle at the same time and then they can support it some might be going through it faster can flip the switch quicker some might be even slower but it's both it's like a spectrum and everybody fits in there and everybody supports each other on that uh, line and uh, it's so uh, hopeful to do that because uh, they give you hope that you can do it and they support you. Because I me mean, as a coach, like it will seem like my job is to help you and support you, but they are doing just for pure kindness. And that kindness gives you like will, like that bit of little bit of willpower willpower to push yourself through to get that uh, uh, switch flipped so that you can go into fat burning. Because as I said, most of the time we are burning carbohydrates sugars because we get sugars everywhere like in estonia uh, there was a study like uh, over 50 percent of meat products have sugar in it but if you take processed uh, like sausages uh, hams and bacon and stuff like that then it's more like 85 percent are full of sugars and wow. why would they need to put sugar into meat that's because it's addictive and the reason why it's addictive it's, it's biologically addictive it's one of the it gives you dopamine but also in our biological clock the way we have evolved from like uh, to 100,000 years that sugars actually signaled a very important time of season it was fall season when we had a lot of fruit a lot of sweetness in the in the trees and that meant that the winter is coming and when we when the winter is coming we have to store everything that's why nowadays there is a big problem with obesity and in general gaining weight because when we're eating sugar that signals our body that the winter is coming that we are struggling now in the future and we have to store as much of energy water and everything that we can now because we never know what happens but the winter never comes for us it's we are constantly living in that abundant level of uh, fruit and that sugar is put in there because it also uh, stimulates for you to have it next time as well but also Sam, when we have sugars our taste but dumb down therefore to get the next kick we need more sugars and more sugars and that's why they keep increasing it they put more in it, in it so that, and they hide it in like plain sight. Like, why would it need to be there if it's not necessary? It's it's okay to like, if you like, if you take an apple, of course it has sugar in it. It's, it's apple, it's a fruit. But if you take meat products, why is there sugar in it? Why do they need to put, and also they hide it in different names dextrose, uh, corn syrup, whatever, like uh, fructose and like, and the people say, yeah, but it's a, like a natural sugar. It might be an actual sugar in a natural food, like a fruit. You get fructose from fruit. Why does it have to be fructose in meat? You don't get it there. It's not natural there. The the sugar itself is natural, but where it belongs, that's not. And that's definitely one thing when we're going for the the wild fit. We are taking a break of refined sugars and the processed sugars. And then we notice that, oh, how much it is everywhere. And also our bodies are so addicted to it that when we try to remove it, we, we will have an amazing fight as we call with the sugar monster who actually wants more and more of it. And therefore when we're going and trying to flip the switch uh, to get the carbohydrates down, we need to like f- get rid of the sugars, but also the carbohydrates. Some people have done the keto diet, uh, which also is meant for the fat burning, but it's a very quick and rapid way to get into it. But as you said, there are you have toxins in your body and in your fat that are accumulated there because fat is meant to protect us. And now when we are releasing fat, those toxins are coming out as well. So when you're just going cold turkey into keto diet, your body is not supported there. It will have to deal with everything. There's so much talks about keto flus, keto rashes. But like uh, we had a 50% group and I think only a couple had rashes, depending on how much detoxifying there was necessary. Most people didn't have so much issues because in our uh, food program, it's not immediate. It's We are building up to it. We're supporting your body to be able to deal with it. Because some people might not immediately start releasing because their body needs to repair something, make sure that your organs are in good shape, your blood is in good shape with all those supportive foods and not immediately start like releasing all the fat and all the toxins and hormones. I actually have a, I had a client that got that much release of hormones from the fat that it actually overwhelmed the hormonal spiral and she got the period that she was not having for, a, for, a, for some time now because of that uh, medical device. But that moment, the body overwhelmed it because so, uh, the release from fat cells was such great and they are meant to store us. But uh, if our body is not ready to deal with, then we have so much trouble. I have heard people who are in keto diets and they have uh, 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 lost their period at, uh, in, at all because when our bodies are in that great stress, then it's not a good time to make a baby. And therefore, our bodies will stop doing that. And that's why like when we're doing... The flipping the switch and doing uh, the so-called wild spring, we are not doing it forever. It's one season, and the, the idea is to cycle it because we need to give the body the break and be able to repair. But at the same time, we no need those carbohydrates because they are very important for our function. And that's why wild fit as a lifestyle is so much greater. Is that it's not only for short period. It's meant to be as a lifestyle as for lifelong, and like living living through those seasons, living through fall because fall is a good season. We need to have fruit because there are also good vitamins. There are a lot of items in like meat products and all that part, especially organ meats. But most people like to have the sweet taste of fruit and, and coconut and stuff like that. And that's completely normal. And it's okay because we can have healthy fat, uh, healthy snacks. And also, as I mentioned, when we're trying to release fat uh, that we're doing in the spring and we are signaling our body, it's abundance. We don't need to carry those things around. And uh, in that point, the healthy fats are actually a good signal to our body that we're getting enough fat in Therefore, we don't need the old one. We have the new, fresh, clean one without toxins, and we can release the old garbage. And then our body can let go and release. Mm-hmm. And uh, because with the calories in, calories out counting, like uh we don't very really, we have like average how much you need to consume daily, but how much do you breathe out? How much do you poop out? Because fat basically does also to do, uh, water and uh, carbon dioxide. Like you basically breathe it out and yeah,
1: yeah, I was surprised when uh, it came out like you may breathe out like over or more than 80% of your fat. It's like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> because basically after the burning process, it comes out as carbon dioxide. And also we I had a client in the group that uh, counted some calories because she was a little bit worried with a uh, switch. And uh, it came out that she was uh, eating like 1.5 times the normal calorie amount. And she was releasing fat because she was able to down down the carbohydrates. And that means our bodies are in abundance and it doesn't gain the car- calories that you're overtaking because it doesn't need to gain them. It's the same if you're in a desert-, desert with like a pack of water and snacks, you're not going to drop that bag because you might, it might fall off the dune or you might uh, like it go sink into the sand. You will never put it down. But if you get to the village where you have water, food, then you're secure. You can finally do it. And that's the same way we are teaching our bodies that if we have abundance, then we can release it. And that's the problem with the sugars is that they are signaling that the winter is coming, the scarcity is coming, and we might starve if we don't save up all the energy, all the water, and that results us putting on fat. And nowadays, uh, when we look outside, we can see a lot of that happening on the streets as well.
1: So now if people are interested to, um, you know, have contact with you or jump on board with uh, classes, with WildFit, uh, where can they reach you?
0: Uh, they can reach me on Facebook, on Health Coach Parker, or just my, my profile, Harry Parker. Uh, also, I have a website, healthcoachparker.com, health uh, so where I have my next class is now. It uh, uh, will be starting uh, soon as well. And uh, all the information uh, will be there. Mostly, it's on uh, socials, Facebook and Instagram. But also, on Instagram, I'm, I'm Health Coach Parker.
1: Mm-hmm. okay and uh, we discussed also some um, possible gift or gifts for our listeners and watchers what what is it you would like to um yeah share with them
0: uh i would offer uh my plan was to offer a free coaching session uh that's usually like a 45 minutes that there will be a link for that and uh, when you use the uh, mark on go the abundance in action then you will be able to get that free. And also when you come there and you're actually interested in wildlife in general more, then you will get a 30% discount on that as well.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a very generous offer. And I I know that um, there are so many people who uh, should take uh, advantage of that beautiful gift of yours. So thank you so much for your time and um, all the goodies and amazing insights you shared with us. And I wish you and all the projects you are working on great luck and lots of abundance in all of its forms. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for the abundance. And uh, and I I know that abundance will be flowing for you as well.
1: Yeah, thank thank you. you. And for our listeners and watchers, as always, please um, like, share and don't hesitate also to write the review. You can write the review on our Abundance in uh, Action podcast Facebook page as well on iTunes review. And when you go to our Podbean page, you can always download the audio version first because that also helps us with the download numbers. And usually beginning of the week, we put out the Podbean audio version of the new podcast. And then uh, around Saturday, Sunday will come the YouTube version. So if you are a visual person, then uh, also check out the uh, video version as well. Thank you so much, and may there be so many more abundant moments for you and your loved ones. Stay safe and lots of aloha. Mahalo. Thank you so much for watching today's episode, and I hope and know that it must have been uh, really interesting and inspiring. And because it was a little longer, uh, we will also have uh, part two coming up um, very soon. So uh, please stay tuned, uh, check out when the next one is up, and uh, as always, like, share, review, and um, enjoy. Mahalo!